We welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. These messages have been very emotional to me because, uh, you know, just going back the way I am being 100 and just so anything that came from God through people during this period when I was getting ready to start EX Ministries, anything that came from God, I took it to heart and I implemented implemented it 100. Like it was just like I would just plug it in and I'm not backing off of it. This is the way I'm going to do or handle these particular situations. And uh, so all of these lessons I'm giving you, I would encourage you to implement them, you know, and it's never too late. It's just never too late to implement some of the things because these are things I implemented and they all worked. They all worked and they're all from God. And it's very important that you learn these things because if you implement them now into your life and make them a part of who you are, this will cut down on a lot of battles that we don't have to fight to win the war. Right? You know, a lot of battles we're fighting because we did the wrong thing. Amen. We did the wrong thing. We, we made a bad decision, a bad choice, had options, took the wrong option, whatever, and that created a battle of a lifetime for some of us. Uh, it won't go away. You're going to fight it till Jesus comes. And I understand that. And, that and, and uh, But I'm not talking about those things. I'm talking about the things that you can prevent so that they don't come like that and you can actually make these principles and precepts that I'm giving you work because they are actually helpful. They definitely blessed me. This next one is something that I have have never backed, on, backed off on um, when I was dealing with a situation. I was at the time dealing with a situation where I had a brother with me uh, when I, in the beginning when I was first starting EX Ministries before anybody really knew about it. And this brother was a close friend of mine at the time. And, and then he started wilding out uh, on me uh, just out of envy and jealousy or whatever. Uh, in the very beginning and you know I was like it's time for me to separate myself from this brother and whoever I was talking to or whatever they told me something that was very important and they said this never judge Judas let his decisions judge him powerful because I stuck by it down through the years I do it now Y'all ain't never heard me publicly come out against somebody that was with me. Have you ever heard me do that? No. No. I don't do it. You always allow a person to do that to themselves. Son, never judge Judas. Allow his own decisions to judge him. And this is, you know, me me and Elder Aaron have sat with several people that started out with us, different things or whatever, and sometimes we are scratching our heads at some of the things that come out of their mouth at the time when they are ready to move on or leave or whatever. You know, you always find out that there has been something wrong the entire time. Even though we didn't know, they didn't speak it, but it was something always wrong from the beginning, ever since they've been there. And that's how it was with this brother when I was first starting the ministry, and he let me know these things and, you know, and I said, well, be careful what you're getting ready to say, because what you're getting ready to say, you know, is going to end our relationship to where we got to go our separate ways and we won't get back together. Because I don't have no Bible for that. I have Bible for people in ministry splitting, but I don't have Bible for them coming back. 
Uh-oh, somebody's like, what? But God is... No, no. Because <laughs> we got the example of Paul and Barnabas splitting. Right? And there was a reason they didn't come back together. And we're going to talk about that. But this particular brother, I began to tell him, I was like, look, man, when we do this, it's, you know, it's a route. I know it's a wrap. That's okay, but let me tell you how I've been feeling all along. And 10 years ago, you did this. And five years ago, you did this. And three years ago, and I'm just sitting there like, dude, I mean, have you been walking around with me all these years feeling this way? And I mean, EX Ministries was, I think this was my first year in EX, doing EX Ministries when he did this. And I was like, brother, we've been friends for all these years, and, and you're going to just... I mean, what? You've been feeling like this all along? Come to find out that usually when these kind of things happen, a person has been feeling that way all along. But if they tell you how they're feeling, they're afraid they're going to expose themselves. Can I preach in here? Yeah, this is going to be directly applicable to all of y'all's situation. Because there are people in your lives that are keeping you from being who you need to be in God. Really? It may be family, friends, whatever, but they have you at a standstill and you can't move forward. But it's not time to pick up the phone and judge them. It's just let them judge themselves because I guarantee you if they don't belong in your life. Guess what's going to happen? They're going to do something. Amen. Okay. Somebody don't be getting your mother-in-law in mind. Why do people always go there? Mm-hmm. Mm, this is the confirmation I needed. I'm gonna call mom. I'm texting her right now. See, you can't come over no more. But you don't judge Judas. You let Judas judge himself. And we get this from Jesus because that's what Jesus did. And we wear the bracelets. What would Jesus do and all that? Well, in this situation, you got to do what Jesus did, right? So let's start this off. Amen. We should continuously pray to God to remove those in our lives that do not belong. This is a very dangerous prayer right here because it works the minute you pray it. The minute you pray it, things start get set in motion for this person to expel themselves from your life. I mean, as soon as you say, God, everyone that's in my life right now, I trust you. I trust you. Remove the ones. Remove me from the ones that should not be in my life. Oh, boy. Some folks scared to pray. Because you're going to get separated from folks you didn't even know you had to be separated from. How many of you trust the Lord? Proverbs 3 and 6. In all thy ways do what? In how many ways? Not just in the ways you think God needs to handle, but, it, but there's some ways you feel you can handle. No. In all thy ways, every way, acknowledge him and he'll do what? You know what this means? This means that if you don't acknowledge him in all, all your ways, he's not going to direct your path. He can't if it's one bad stock can mess stuff up. Amen. You can be going on a trip. Well, everybody has GPS now, but you could lose the signal and there's a fork in the road. And one wrong turn in you up somewhere you weren't trying to go. Right? Just one turn. So that's why he said it has to be all your ways. 
not just some. Because some of our ways and some of the things we do can mess up everything. And end up messing up the path that God has for you. In all your ways, you have to do what? In every one of your ways, you have to acknowledge him. There are people that may start with you, but cannot continue with you because their motives have been wrong from when? The beginning. Now, people can be with you and make a mistake or an error, and you get that straight. I I know he wouldn't mind me telling y'all this, but Wendell has been, you know, kind of with me from the very beginning since we were doing the music or whatever, whatever. And me and Wendell had a huge falling out. Like, a, I mean, we fell out big time. I mean, we locked horns. And my wife, remember, I was crying. You know how you get so mad, you start crying. And I was crying, man. We fell out big time, whatever, whatever. And then, you know, a couple of, couple of weeks later, whatever, you know, he called me, he apologized, and we were good. And we just got it back together because it wasn't a deal breaker. Old stuff didn't start coming up. Well, remember back when you said, you know, and then I felt I didn't say nothing, though. I didn't say nothing. Well, then why are you saying something now? You tender-hearted man. Hey, man, when we have meetings, you know, with elder, when we, when we have to meet with people, the minute you start going back in history, you out of here. Okay, okay, that's enough. We done. I don't want to hear how you felt about me two years ago. You should have told me. Or you just should have dealt with it. And so, you know, we, we, we had a big falling out or whatever, and then we, I got mad or whatever, and I didn't go off on him, and you, John, turkey, I hate you. Well, I don't do that. I've never argued with a man like that. I don't do that because I, we might be friends later. Hey, man, I let women argue like that. Y'all start just going for the jugular when y'all get mad. You bald-headed, you know I know. You're like, what? It didn't be at the mall that night. <laughs> what y'all doing? Shopping for some hair. I'm getting a wig. Because, you know, I talked about her head. I got to do something about it. That's my girl. You know that's my girl. <laughs> what? <laughs> Women can do that. Y'all can just tell each other. Y'all just go off of me and y'all. We don't do that. Dude, me that's a lot. Man, yeah, man, we just pulled a car over and we just start boxing. I had to box here. We just start punching each other. Well, you would never be my friend again. Dude, if you hit me, we'll never be friends. We'll never talk again if you hit me. Not, I don't have friends like that. Hey, I don't play, I don't even play wrestle and fight with my kids. I ain't fighting and wrestling with Landon. And, man, if he hit me too hard, it's over. Too big. Look at the muscles. I ain't finna box with him. We ain't doing that in my house. I just come on, come on, little. We ain't finna do that. I don't. I don't. I don't even play like that because you know you be playing and then it turns serious. Like if I'm punching, I mean it. These ain't no play blows. If I'm throwing them, I mean it. Yeah, don't be doing that, man. Don't, we don't get all huffy and <laughs> with another man. We don't act like, no, no. Men don't act like that, dude. We just reason with each other. Look, brother, no, man. I mean, this ain't, you know, we ain't doing that. Amen. Amen. But there are people that start with you and they, you know, you know their motives were wrong from the beginning because they 
held stuff in and didn't tell you. First John 2 and 19. And here's the dumb thing. When people go off on you like that, that's been with you, now they all of a sudden have a problem. Why was you with me all that time? Like, why are you calling people, telling them what a rat I am, but you was with me for 20 years? Does that even make sense? And why are you even listening to somebody that's saying that? When they come to me like that, yeah, brother, I was like, brother, you, you, but you was with him all that time. I know, man, see, I didn't say nothing because I just, then you a job turkey. Get away from me. I don't know what you're saying about me. Get away from me. Be gone. I mean, because, and you shouldn't let people come to you like that. With the history. And they was, and they were there. That makes you look bad. That makes you, I'm wondering, well, why did you hang around? What was you, what was you there for? First John 2 and 19. And it's crazy because folks have left this church and done that. Left the church and then get online. Oh, see, you know, the ABC is a, just a bunch of, but you moved here for it and got all the videos and was the biggest supporter. What happened? Is God no longer there? I don't make any. Does that make sense to anybody? Okay, 1 John 2 and 19. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, guess what would have happened? (laughs) They would have continued with us. But they went out that it might be made manifest or it might be known that they were not at all of us. So in other words, if they left, that they were never here. That means there was always something wrong from the beginning. Can I preach in here? Amen. God prepared you for, look at somebody and say, your journey. You were prepared for your journey. This is the biggest problem in 2019. Everyone is watching everyone's journey via social media. Like you're watching everyone's journey and just taking bits and pieces from everyone's journey, trying to formulate your own journey. God said, in all thy ways, acknowledge him, not Facebook. Him, not Instagram. You can't piece a journey together from other journeys. Everyone's journey is preparing them for their journey. Amen. Your journey might be different. But God prepared you for your journey. So those that are unprepared will not be able to handle what your journey encompasses. Does that make sense? First Timothy 3 and 6. When it's talking about the qualifications of an elder, it said not a novice, meaning not someone that's not experienced or not prepared. A novice is a person that's just ill prepared. They're not prepared for what they are trying to accomplish. They're not prepared. They're a novice. They're they're maybe in the beginning stages, not experienced, don't have the wisdom. They just they're not ready. They're a novice. So he says an elder that's over people that is Carrying out God's purpose should not be a novice because being lifted up with pride, he fall into the uh, the condemnation of who? The devil. Now, why did it say pride? Because if you don't have the knowledge, you got to use pride. (laughs) Yeah, if you don't have an understanding, but you put yourself in a position that requires understanding, now you got to use pride and try to act upon it. 
And when you try to act the part and don't really know, the Bible says you're going to fall into the condemnation of the devil. I know I'm preaching. Now, listen, this does not mean that we have to walk around trying to figure out who's going to betray us. And this message I'm preaching has nothing to do with your wife or husband. So just get that out of your mind. I felt that in my spirit. Somebody eyeing their, their wife. <laughs> Betrayal. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to judge you, though. The pastor said don't judge you. <laughs> nah, this ain't no wife and husband situation. Amen. But we all got friends and people, you know, we have people that we grew up with or whatever. That's why I thank God that these brothers were able to stick together. But I, I guarantee you there are some that couldn't stick. Am I right? There's some that ain't here today. And they're not invited to the meeting. <laughs> Amen. Oh, yeah. There's some that know. Oh, where the brothers meeting? Uh, brother, yeah, I can't tell you. <laughs> I know. I, I already know. Yeah, everybody's not going to make it. And you can't do that either. Everyone in your past can't be in your life. You know, it doesn't mean that you have to walk around trying to figure out who's going to betray you. Okay? And that's one thing I never do. I've had people come and tell me. Pretty much everyone that has wilded out on me, I was warned by a pastor, a pastor, a preacher, somebody, a friend of mine would always come and say, hey, man, that one right there. Doc, you better watch him. I was like, I'm watching him, but I'm not judging him. And the reason why I'm not judging him is because there were some that were with me that I thought might do something, and they still with me. So I don't trust my judgment. When, it, when we're talking about heart, heart things, spiritual things, people, love of people, heart, a person's heart, I can't judge a heart. That's illegal territory for me. My mind's too feeble. I can't figure out. Now, if they're chasing me with a bloody axe with hair on the end of it, then, I mean, I don't have to. That's not even a heart. I can pretty much tell that I don't. I need to get away from this person. He's a bloody murderer. I need to run. I don't need to sit around and well, I'm not going to judge him. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> swinging and carrying on <laughs> yeah um, but you don't have to walk around always you know because I don't want an uncomfortable life like that and you know while I was traveling doing the truth behind hip hop for maybe 16 17 years I guess it was before we started the church before I started ABC when I was traveling you know I didn't have to really get to know anybody so I was traveling with severe trust issues I didn't trust nobody it's like I was into myself. I was in my mind. In my, I mean, I would come to town. I ain't gonna be your friend. Nothing. I'm gonna get up here. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna preach what God is telling me to preach. I'm gonna get on this plane. And I'm going home, or I'm going to the next location. So I don't want to hang around and talk with you. They used to try to hang and take us to eat and all, and I ain't saying nothing because I don't trust nobody. I didn't have to. I was an itinerant minister traveling, traveling all over the world. I can't be just trusting everybody. But God's going to always give you signs. So this, this does not mean we have to walk around. So you don't have to walk around wondering who's going to betray you. God's going to always give signs as to who is doing you wrong. See how I phrase that? Some people say, you mean who is going to do you wrong? No. Nobody just wiles out and does you wrong. They've been doing you wrong. They've been doing you wrong. You may not have known about it. 
but wrong has always been in them. Judas did not all of a sudden wild out, but he progressively began to turn against Christ. It was progressive. He met with them about betraying Christ way before he betrayed them. So this was progressive. He already had it in for Jesus. He never was right. And yet, his lack of character caused him to do what? Keep it all on the inside. That's a lack of character. I teach all men that come around me and I, I train them. Dude, you have to be confrontational. Every man, you have to be confrontational. Because you have to be able to speak what's on your heart. The Bible says guard your heart. Because if your heart gets corrupt, you'll keep it inside. And no one can help you. You have to, look at somebody say, talk, man. Talk, man. Don't, I, I mean, most of the divorces, when men get tired of their wives and go and cheat and all this stuff, it's because they're not talking. You're not talking. How can anybody? She just ain't there for me. She just, how can she be there for you if she don't know how to be there for you? Because you won't talk. I just need a woman that's with me, that's got my back. She don't know how to get your back because you don't talk. You just walk around quiet all the time and holding stuff in your heart. And the Bible says out of your heart is going to flow the issues of life. So the, your whole life is going to change its course because of stuff in your heart that you won't speak. Amen. And that's why I don't let nobody, you know, when people leave the church, we're not having a meeting. You just leave. I don't meet with people that's leaving because you're not going to get stuff out of your heart then that you should have told me a long time ago. Because you done had stuff. So if you've had it in your heart, I know you've been telling people. I know you've been moving through the crowd and trying to find someone that can relate to how you feel about the pastor or his wife. You know, that's why when it's over, guess what it is? This over. Have somebody tell me, see, man, that's one thing I don't like about you because you know when when you know when people leave or when we you know when people do this, whatever, you don't have no forgiveness and bring them back in. Brother, it ain't even about that. Your character won't allow you to walk with me. You got bad character. Because you don't talk. Now y'all know I'm a talker. You don't ever have to worry about what I'm thinking about you. And you don't ever have to ask anyone. Me and my wife, anybody telling you, well, you know, come talk to me because you're going to know how we feel about you because she's just like me. We confrontational folks. We're going to call it just like it is. That's the way we are. That's the way God raised us up in ministry. So it, there's, You're not going to wonder how I feel. Pastor, I mean, I just, I just feel like you got something against me. Probably because I told you that I didn't like you. You don't remember that? And I'm, but I'm the type, I'm going to tell you what I don't, I, I don't like you, but then I'm going to tell you what you need to do to fix it. I'm going to say, this is why me and the rest of the human body don't like you. Because you do this and this, and you need to change that. Don't I do that? I, 
I even go to brothers and tell them, say, brother, I'm trying to keep you from not being liked. If you keep, if you stay like this, people are going to not like you. So you need to change that. Right? I'm going to tell you, your breath stink, if you're musty, all of it. Brother, you're musty. You need some deodorant, doc. Now, I'm going to come to you because I love you. I'm not going to talk about you behind your back. I don't do that. Amen, brothers. Well, I mean, everybody gets funky every now and then, but the problem with you is you leave it that way. And we, we got to do something about it, bro. It's got to be. Amen. I tell brothers, get healthy. Don't get unhealthy. And I'm not telling you nothing I don't do for myself. You don't want the, I mean, you done conquered the devil and got into your calling, but the fork killed you. What took him down, Lord? Uh, cheese doodles. You mean cheese doodles ended him? Was it that easy for the devil to drop a bag of Doritos in front of you and end the ministry? We, I'm wrestling with principalities and powers and rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness and high places and potted meat and crackers is killing you. <laughs> is that going to be it? Really? Is that what we're doing? Them cookies, they just be calling me though, pastor, the cookies, they open up and talk. Mm-mm, there ain't gonna be no food now. I done prayed, I done cast demons out of folks floating in the air. Ain't no food finna take me out. It don't taste that good. It really doesn't taste that good. Somebody, you ain't had my mama cooking. <laughs> my mama banana pudding. You ain't had it. Amen. But Judas didn't all of a sudden wild out, man. This was going on a long time. John 12 and 4. Then said one of the disciples, Judas, spoke up. Simon's son, which should betray him. I love the way they just telling on him. Why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? What was Judas talking about? Well, Mary came and the Bible says she poured ointment on Jesus. This ointment was a year's salary or year's wages. In our money, it's equal to $25,000. That's how much it was worth. Poured this $20,000 ointment on Jesus. And Judah sitting there with something in his heart. He had a problem with it. That's how you're going to always know. Look at somebody say you're going to know. They're going to they're gonna have a problem with something that they shouldn't have a problem with. But this was telling everything right here because this was showing that Judas didn't feel about Jesus the way other people did. Judas saw all he saw was the money, the worth. Are you wasting this on, on his feet? This could have gone to the poor. Really wasting it on the feet? That's Jesus. And all the rest of us, the 11 and whoever else is around, know that that's Jesus. Why is it a waste to you? Because Judas had a problem with Jesus. And he 
had a problem the whole time. I know I'm preaching. A betrayer never truly expresses their feelings to you because it will expose their motives from the start. So they can't tell you exactly what the problem is. Judas couldn't say, Jesus, really, she wasted this on you because really you're not who you say you are. So he, but he knew, I can't say that because then everybody around will know that I'm really not with this. So a betrayer has to always keep it inside. They can't expose it. So they usually speak to others showing, sowing discard and creating what? Seditions. So when they have a problem with you, it's so funny. I tell y'all all the time. I run into people everywhere I go that recognize me in different things and they'll see me. Hey, 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 G. Craig, what's going on? Then I run into the folks that's totally against the ex-ministry. I mean, just some of them have gotten online and tried to put me on blast. All kinds of stuff. But when I run into them, man, what's up? That G- hey, G. Craig, man, man, you doing great, boy. Your stuff, man, is powerful. And, you know, most of the time the Lord don't let me go in. So I just accepted. Hey, yo, okay, okay, okay. I had a brother in here that did it. He heard the sermon and, oh, man, sitting, sit, sitting in here. And I knew he was possessed by the devil. And he came up to me. Man, Pat, you was preaching. Really? What, 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 what part did you like? What was the good part? Oh, uh, you know. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I figured. That's what I thought. Because you've been going around talking about me and creating seditions. Because you lack character, you can't tell me. So you got to talk about me to others. And you look for weak ones to talk to. You know, there's always weak ones. And you're looking for weak ones to talk about me to because you lack character. I, I, I like confrontation. I don't shy away from it because to me, confrontation gets it all out and we can go, we can move on afterwards. Instead of you moving on with your heart beating fast every time you see me. And dodging and oh Lord. Hey, dodging nobody. Hey man. Had a dude that was here and he fell out with the church or whatever and got mad at me and hung up in my face and called back, sniffed out, <laughs> and then hung up again or whatever because he thought I said so, whatever, whatever. Anyway, because I corrected him on how he was treating his daughter, whatever. Corrected him, whatever. He didn't like it, so he just got mad. So, so we, I walked in a restaurant uh, a couple of years, well, maybe a year ago or so, and he was sitting in a restaurant. I walked in the restaurant and I saw him, and he just kind of started looking around. I walked right up to his table. I said, hey, brother. I said, what's going on, man? You don't let the hand go. What's going on, dude? You all right? You good? He's like, oh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I said, no, are you good, man? You, you good? Good to see you. Dude, I'm not. This, this is the world. I'm not hiding in the world. It's too big. I'm not hiding somewhere on earth from a human. So a betrayer never truly, they always keep it inside. Proverbs 6 and 13 describes him or the betrayer, whoever it is. He winketh with his eyes. That means he's doing covert stuff. Signaling. He winketh with his eyes. He speaketh with his what? He's speaking with his feet. He ain't saying it to you. He's going and sowing it into somebody else. 
the people he's hanging around is speaking. His group, they're speaking. They're telling you everything. The company they keep. Where their feet go. He teaches with his what? Not with his mouth, but with his what? Fingers. Covert signaling. Forwardness is in his heart. He deviseth mischief. How? Continually. And he soweth discord. I know I'm preaching. I'm in the house today. It's always best, though, listen and learn something from Pastor G today. 50-year-old pastor. This is something I've practiced all my life, and it has worked. Have I been hurt? Yes, I've been hurt because I fall in love with people. But did I do the hurting? No. I let them do it to themselves. Now they may call you and tell you I hurt them, but I guarantee you that won't hold up in God's court. I let them do it to themselves. It's always best to allow a person to show themselves rather than you trying to do it. Why? Because once they reveal themselves, guess what? You are not guilty of misjudging them. Oh, that's the best part. You're not guilty. You can sleep at night. They reveal themselves. They wild out on their own. I didn't do anything. I kept giving them a chance. They blew it. First Corinthians four and five. Therefore, judge nothing before the time until the Lord come, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will Make manifest the counsels of the what? Heart. And then shall every man have praise of God. So he's going to bring forth what's in the dark. And he's going to make manifest what's going on in their hearts. You don't have to. You're not smart enough to. Quit. Well, my discernment is telling me that I need to let God do it. Let God do it. Let Judas judge himself. That's what Jesus did. Can I preach in here? Judas betrayed Jesus. Listen to this. Got paid. And then went and killed himself. Jesus wasn't there. Jesus was somewhat dealing with his own stuff. Judas got the money. Got exactly what he wanted. And then killed himself. Jesus didn't have to do it. Judas did it to himself leave folks alone and let them do it to themselves this shows us the progression of how a betrayer will always destroy themselves when they attempt to destroy others galatians 6 and 7 be not deceived god is not mocked for what so ever a man soweth what's going to happen Judas sold murder and he reaped murder. But Christ didn't have to do it. Christ didn't have to call him out. He did it to himself. Amen? Jesus did not speak of Judas 
or his betrayal after it occurred. You don't have to go around, man, let me tell you what Judas did. <laughs> no, it was pretty evident. Let's see, money, blood on the field, him hanging. I think we kind of know what really happened. So we really know who was the son of God and who was the betrayer. This symbolizes that we should never vindicate ourselves after being betrayed. You ain't got to lift yourself up and tell your story. How you overcame somebody that hurt you and talked about you and they did. You don't have to tell your story. You don't have to vindicate yourself. Their actions will vindicate you. Can I keep preaching? Somebody like, well, but what about the feelings? <laughs> no, man, you let people do what they're going to do and you keep doing what God tells you to do. Look at somebody and say, drain the pool. When you get caught up in that alligator stuff, you'll never drain the pool. Folks, are folks going to hurt you? Yes. Is it going to hurt? Yes. Is it going to keep hurting for a long time when you think about it? Yes. Can you do anything about it? No. So you just stay focused. Romans 12 and 19. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is whose? Mine. And I will, what? Repay. When I first started EX Ministries, people were putting stuff on the internet about me. I mean, all kinds of stuff. This brother I started out with in church started putting stuff on, uh, on the internet and they was trying to stop me from preaching or whatever. And I prayed one day and I said, Lord, I said, let me get them because they lying on me. And this is why I was young in ministry, so I just talked to the Lord like this. Let me get them, please. <laughs> and God just would not ever let me do that. Don't you publicly even acknowledge what they say. Drain the pool. Stay focused. Where are they now? Just like Jesus asked them when the woman got uh, 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 caught in adultery. And he, he said, he that has the first stone, uh, he that, what? That, yeah, that, that. Him, <laughs> him without sin, <laughs> let him cast the first stone. And they all dropped their stones and left. And then Jesus looked at them and said, what, what happened? Where are the accusers? And that's what I'm asking. What happened to all those accusers? Every one of the guys that put stuff out about me got caught up in a scandal. Every single one of them. Every one of them got caught up. I didn't have to say anything. Now the Hebrews is on. Oh, Lord, that, that episode of the exposition we did way back, they're still mad. So they got me. I mean, they didn't change the way I look. They just, I mean, <laughs> They got all kinds of stuff on the internet. But their own actions are judging them. Man, you mad all the time. Like your heart rate is 120 resting. Your actions are already judging you. So I ain't got to go into detail and try to blast people that have something to say about me. I'm going to keep my focus. Man, I'm 50 years. How old am I? 50, I'm 50 years. You don't think I care about what folks saying? No, and Jesus had a job to do. Jesus had a, a, a role to fulfill. So he couldn't be worried about what Judas did. But never give yourself to wrath. Always let God fight for you. Amen?
when they talk about you, when they backbite you, when they, you don't have to take up for yourself. The people that love you already know who you are. And the people that are listening to them, you don't want them around you no way. Because a lot of times, discord shows discord up. Oh yeah, when folks sow discord in somebody and they accept it, then they're going to have discord as well against you. So you don't want them around no way. Can I keep preaching in here? Summary! This was a good message to me. Lord. I love this account of Paul and Barnabas. It's one of the best stories in the Bible. The Bible says that they were working together in ministry, but a disagreement arose among them. Now understand, this wasn't a disagreement on should we turn left or turn right. This, was a degree, this disagreement was really about who's in charge. Because Barnabas wanted to bring John Mark along. And Paul was like, dude, I'm in charge. No. People think, well, they were all equal. Really? I, have, I can't turn to Barnabas 3 and 5 in my Bible. Where is it? Let me see if the writings of Barnabas, Barnabas chapters 8, the epistle. I can't, can y'all, is it in y'all's Bible? I, I can't find it. It might be in the Quran or something, but. It might be in the Dead Sea. No, it ain't even in the Dead Sea. Ain't no Barnabas books. So we already know who was in charge. Anybody got a question who was in charge? Okay. <laughs> Just in case. The Bible says they were working together. Now we all know that Paul was the chosen one and the one that God was using to pen the New Testament church writings. Anybody don't know that? Obviously Barnabas didn't know. <laughs> Dude, man, well, you better know when somebody's called of God. Barnabas here is trying to change the whole Bible. There wasn't supposed to be an epistle of Barnabas. Now we all know that Paul was the chosen one and the one that God was using to pen the New Testament church writings. This position was definitely understood by Barnabas and John Mark because at the time, Paul's teachings made this evident. So what we're reading now is what Paul was teaching. You hear a man teaching that, he's in charge. When you hear a man say, I charge thee, he's in charge. You can't charge thee if you're not in charge. They understood. Paul's teachings made it evident. So why wouldn't Barnabas accept the advice and admonishment of Paul? Why didn't Barnabas say, okay, well, since you don't think John Mark ought to be with us, then he can't be with us because obviously the anointing of God is up on your life and we're following you on your missionary journey. So then, then we need to just leave him alone. Why didn't Barnabas do that? I know why. Because he didn't see Paul for who Paul was. <laughs> well, this is the story of how betrayal works. When a person cannot accept who you are and the things God is doing through you, they will usually try to find something to disagree on. Yeah, you've got these people in your life right now, just contrary. They're going to find something to disagree on so they can level the playing field and start an argument with you to show you that you are equal with them. This disagreement is an attempt to show others that you are not always right 
and that you shouldn't really be the one that God is using. Judas did this with Jesus when he questioned Mary's use of her fine ointments on his feet. Judas wanted the ointment. He wanted the value, the worth, the importance. He wanted it poured on his crusty feet. I ain't no ointment on my feet. But he didn't value Christ like Mary did, even though he was what? Walking, you walking and serving with him. That means people are coming up to you and say, man, what is it like to serve Jesus Christ, the son of God? Oh, man. Yeah, man. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, but, you know, he, he normal, just like all of us. You know, I mean, he just kind of, you know, I mean, you know, now, now he Jesus. But, you know, we all just kind of got the powers. God said, y'all all got the powers? Okay, let this demon manifest. Demon came over and manifested. It, uh, the, the man brought his son. Couldn't none of them do nothing. Nothing. Jesus walked up, pow, get the demon out. Come back to them and they all creeping away. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, man. Say, man, how you do that? What, like, like, what? Like, 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 what didn't we do? Well, I mean, what, what do we, how do we do this? This kind of come out by fasting and praying. Yeah, showed them all that they wasn't nothing. Okay, Judas, you equal to him. Go do what he did. You're not the same. Judas wanted that, though. He wanted the ointment. He, wanted, he, he just didn't believe. This shows you that people can follow you with a different heart and motive than you. Because the call is on you and not them. Yeah. I have to deal with this. You come to the knowledge of the truth about certain things. Some folks, you know... They always have something to say, don't they? Because we are not able to judge the hearts of others, we should always allow time and circumstance to judge them. You let time and circumstance judge people. Their own decisions will eventually do what? Catch up to them and they will reveal themselves to you. You're going to find out what's going on. You You just don't need to try to find it out. Because you're praying for grace and mercy. Because you got issues too you need God to resolve. So you want to leave room. Man, maybe, maybe God is going to turn this whole thing around and change their heart. And they're going to be good. That's, how, that's our perspective as believers. We're always supposed to think that way. I mean, God doesn't give up on us, does he? So we're not giving up on people. So they may be a raggedy mess. Speaking with their fingers. And, and, and their feet creeping and sneaking and dodging and ducking when you're not looking. And you may feel they're doing that, but you let God handle it. Because they could repent. Just like you did. At that point, God will escort them out of your life so that you can continue doing what he requires of you. God gave the call to Paul. Paul brought Barnabas along. Barnabas wild out. Barnabas had to go. Did that stop us from getting the New Testament? Y'all still got the New Testament? How many of you still got Paul's writings? Amen. How many of you got Barnabas's writings? Yeah. Barnabas walked. I always joke about it, but he walked right off the Bible, the pages, into oblivion. Because he wanted to be the one. 
but God had already chosen the one. No weapon. Look at somebody say no weapon. Can prosper against God's plan. Even when they rise up to destroy you, what's going to happen? They will not prosper. They may even take, listen to this, what they learned about you by being close and try to create a narrative to take you down. But the truth of the matter is, if God be for you, who can be against you? Look at somebody and say, stay the course. If it's God's course and you stay the course, who can be against you? Turn the hourglass over and watch God avenge you. Now, you don't turn the hourglass over waiting for him to avenge you. <laughs> Trying to see what he's going to do to somebody. No, no, no. You forget about him. Turn the hourglass over. Watch God avenge you. If you stay humble and sincere. Look, somebody say, stay humble, stay humble. and sincere. If you stay humble. See, that's where folks mess up. They get lifted up in pride. Even in knowing that you are right, you can't be prideful. You can't lift yourself up because you know you're right. I'm going to take to the internet and let these folks know I'm the one that's right. That's pride. You'll still fall right in everything. No, you be humble. Lord, I'm humbling myself because that could be me that's wilding out. But I thank you that I've learned something down the road. And I'm not behaving that way. That's why I'm not calling that person out. That's why I'm not publicly humiliating him or blaspheming. All that's pride. Amen. Jesus couldn't just call Judas. If Jesus had called Judas out and said, Jesus, Judas is the one, he'd have burned up right there. He had all that power. I know some folks, you know, to do the, well, he dipped in the bowl and he showed everybody who it was. But as I began to really research that elder, I found out they was all dipping in the bowl. He's like, it's one of y'all. So they would all begin to look at themselves. The Bible said they start looking at themselves and then they all start talking about which one of us is the greatest and will not do it. <laughs> then Peter lifted up in pride and said, I know. Oh, I know it ain't me. <laughs> now, I can't speak for nobody else at this table. But let me tell y'all something about old Simon. Let me tell you, I, I know Jesus No, I got his back. I got his back. I die for him. How many times have folks said that about me? They got up in church. Oh, I got his back. Oh, this is, this is the man. Jesus said, hush, you on the clock now and didn't even know it. That's one. One what? Jesus? Just don't worry about it. That's one. I'm talking about what you ain't going to do. So we can't get lifted up in pride and try to out somebody else because we think we have that kind of authority. I'm careful with that. Bro, I ain't. No, I'm not doing that. If you stay humble and sincere. Look at somebody say stay humble. Humble and sincere, following his plan for who? You. That means you didn't get off track by what somebody else did to you. You kept following God's plan for you and your family. You keep following his plan for you. The Bible says the good work that.
what's going to happen? That means nobody can stop it. He's going to complete it. If you keep the main thing, the main thing, God will always do what? Fight on your behalf. Isaiah 54 and 17. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue, listen to this, every rumor, every whisper, everything anybody got to say, the Bible said, every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt do what? Condemn. This is the heritage or inheritance of the servants of who? The Lord. So the one that's serving the Lord, he gets these benefits. This is his heritage that no weapon can stop him and no word can come against him. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is of who? Because none of us are righteous by ourselves. We're not righteous by our actions. We're not righteous. He said their righteousness, I put my righteousness on them so you can't mess with them. You can't change how God sees. Can't nobody change how God sees you. He made you. Their opinions can't change it. Their words can't change it. Their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Everyone stand to your feet. Don't get caught up in that. Now, don't get arrogant and prideful and start thinking you, since I have this protection, let me go. And No, no. No, it don't work that way. It's the humility of it that God is watching. As long as you're humble, take the high road. I'm not, man, I'm not, I'm not out in that person. I'm not going to, people ask, you say, man, what happened to so-and-so, man? Y'all used to be tight or whatever. Oh, man, you know, God moved them on to something else. And that's all they need to know. That's all you say. Amen. That's all they need to know. Girl, let me tell you. You got some time. How much time you got? Let me tell you what they did. Let me tell you. No, we're not doing that. No, man. No, no. God moved them on. God took them on. God Because ultimately, God did. God allowed them to show themselves and punch themselves out. I tell people all the time, people say, man, you be, people email us sometimes. Now, as I said, we want to know, we want permission to come to your church. I permission to come to church? Yeah, because we heard you be kicking folks out. Because it's all on the internet that I be kicking folks out. Kicking folks out? How many people have I kicked out of this church? How many? Elders. How, how many have I kicked out? Not one. I've never put anybody out of ABC. In the history of ABC, going on 10 years, I've never put anybody. Anybody told you that? They're a lie. That ain't happened. We don't meet with folks and tell them, you, 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 you got to get out. Get your stuff. Why would I put anybody out? People leave. They leave. That's their choice. Yeah. I don't separate myself from certain folks. And brother, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to part. I don't have to do that. They always call me. And say, brother, I'm out of here. I, I can't do it. And I'm fine with it because I know that's God. And I know we've gone as far as we can go. And now it's time for God to go and take me somewhere else. And I understand. And the same with this church. We ain't putting nobody out of here. So don't let nobody tell you that. 
I have never run anybody off. I've ne- none of that's true. They left and regretted it after they left. So they got to make up some reason, something bad about me as to why they left because they really wish they were still here. Bottom line. Because this is a good church. Amen. We have fun. Let me tell them, quit watching online. You left the church, delete it. Why are you still watching? And that's the thing I hate about Facebook. Everybody's still friends with everybody. So they leave the church and still see all your posts. They somewhere just mad. Oh, I'm going to get him back. You left. So we're not doing that. No, no, no. But we want to keep things in perspective. We don't want to be lifted up in pride where we think we're better than others and that kind of thing. No. But we want to allow those in our lives that are causing us harm that we know need to go. We won't let God get rid of them. Some of them may not need to go. Some of them are just going through something right now. And it's not what you think it is. You don't want to misjudge that. So you let God be the judge of the heart. Amen? Everyone bow your heads. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for the maturity level that you are raising us all to in this fellowship, God. We thank you, Lord, for these words of wisdom. These things, Lord, that you're speaking to us that are helping us handle situations differently so that we won't leave a trail of dead bodies, a, de- a trail of folks that, are, that we hurt, that we destroyed, that we messed over. We won't leave that trail, but God, we'll make things right with everyone. Even when we caused the hurt, even when we may have caused the pain, we want to make that situation right. We want to apologize. We want to mean it, God. Lord, we don't want to leave a bad taste in anyone's mouth about you. But we want to do things decently and in order. And I pray, Lord, that you will help us with this judging Judas, Lord, so that we won't judge situations before it's time. God, out of anger and out of emotion and out of selfish motives and out of out of feelings in our hearts, Lord, negative feelings that we have toward people. We won't act on those things, Lord, and hurt people and damage people permanently. But God, we will do what Jesus did. Able to allow the betrayer, even knowing what he was going to do, allow him to do it to himself. God, that is our prayer, Lord. Help us to let those situations come to an end on their own so that we won't be guilty of hurting anyone. And we thank you, Lord, for times and moments like this, Lord, that we could seize to make us better believers, to make us better followers, to make us better husbands and wives and sons and daughters. And we give your name the praise, the glory and honor for it in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124 or donate online at exministries.com.